everybody. Thanks for joining us again for another episode of That's Odd. That's I'm one of your odd. I'm one of your oh, I haven't even introduced you yet. You gotta wait your turn. Do you wanna <laughs> we start were, over? We went over this in rehearsal. Nope, leave it all in. Leave it all in. <laughs> <laughs> leave it in. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Johnny Townsend, and with me is the interrupting This is Chris Chavez. <laughs> What's up, That's man? How's funny. it going? That's pretty funny, man. <laughs> um it's going dude i'm uh i'm excited we're doing another episode of that's odd i know i really like these even though this is just our second one but these are very enjoyable especially yeah. the research on these are fun yeah yeah i agree when you say even though it's the second one you really enjoy it for me it's because i've been kind of compiling a lot of different things i'm going to start wanting to talk about so that's been the fun part of it is c- coming across different stories that aren't long enough or, or don't really have enough meat to to fill a whole episode of history creeps our uh our main podcast with carter johnson um the bet yeah that's the fun man is finding these little tales these little snippets that are kind of cool little pieces of information uh, that we could just kind of package in this new little podcast called That's Odd for the listeners. Yeah, I'm with you. Like my whole, my phone, it's got, you know, your cell phones have like a note section where you can write little notes to yourself. Yeah. Mine has nothing but little uh, sentences to remind me to look this up for That's Odd. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been researching like crazy because I just, because nice. this is just fun for me. So nice. So, you know, Chris, the winter time is about over. I mean, oh, it's, getting, yeah. it's getting close to springtime. You wouldn't know it here in Buffalo, man, because um, just last week we had two days in a row of nothing but snow dumping down. So basically winter held off for like two days and decided to unleash its fury all at once. Yeah, we literally had a day down here in North Carolina where one day it was almost 70 degrees and then two days later we had snow on the ground. <laughs> so it's fun here. <laughs> but my point is... You know, when it gets cold like that, you know, stuff gets a little frozen. Yeah. And instead of letting it go. Nice. <laughs> I figured I would just transition to you going first. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. That is amazing. Yes. Okay. So uh, for listeners who may not be familiar, if you haven't caught the first episode of That Side, what we do is Johnny and I bring a small story to you guys. We're each going to, you're going to get two stories today. Um, and, um, basically we just come to you with however we're going to present it. And, uh, we do a little bit of talking about it afterwards. Mine last, this is going to be different than last time. Last time I kind of, I wrote myself out this little narrative to, to, um, to follow, to give it a storytelling feel this time. The story I'm going to do, um, is based on a news article I saw and I thought, why not just read the news article itself? I did this uh, for my wife the other day because she was wondering what our next topic was going to be. And I told her, and so I read the, the article to her. And when I read it to her, I don't know why I did this. I, it, it just came instantaneous. It wasn't like I thought about it ahead of time. But whenever I'd come across somebody in the article who commented on what was going on, I gave them a voice. I did a different voice for them. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to do it that way this evening. That's just good storytelling. That's how you do it. <laughs> I always did that when I read to kids because kids enjoy that more. Yeah, perfect. So you little kitties, uh, turn the volumes up, sit back, and get ready for a little story time. Um, so what I'm going to read to you is a true story. Um, this wasn't on uh, – what were those those things at the, at the grocery store? 
Weekly World News. Oh, yeah. The Bat Boy found in cave and all those things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This isn't a Weekly World News. This is a legit news story. A lot of news sources covered this. The article I'm going to read to you uh, is from the Montreal Gazette, the ni- uh, December 30th, 1980 edition of Montreal Gazette. Okay. 19-year-old Jean Hillier didn't just have a brush with death. She had a collision. When she was found on the frigid morning of December 20th, she was literally frozen solid and appeared dead. She breathed shallowly two or three times a minute, and her heart beat faintly eight times a minute. The young woman woman from Langby, Minnesota, is now resting comfortably at Foster Municipal Hospital. Jean was driving home from visiting a friend when the family car skidded on ice and became trapped in a snowbank. She decided to seek shelter from the 22 below zero temperatures and took along her mittens and a winter coat. She left her hat behind because she saw a farmhouse a short distance away. There was no one home, and the second farm she went to was empty. She then headed for Wally Nelson's home, two miles from the marooned car, but collapsed and lay in the snow for six hours until he found her at 7 a.m. as he had headed for work at the Faustin Locker plant. What a shocker it was. There she lay, and only 15 feet from my door, said Nelson. Well worth the wait. (laughs) Her face was ghost white, and her body was stiff as pulp stick. I figured she was dead. (laughs) Say that that lot again. (laughs) Her face was ghost white, and her body was stiff as pulp stick. Well, me. (laughs) I figured she was dead, but then I thought I heard a slight moan. I rushed her to the hospital. This is just the old prospector. (laughs) Sliding Jean into the back seat, Nelson noticed that none of her joints would bend. You could see where she had crawled the last few feet before collapsing, Nelson said. You could also see where she had fallen three or four times from the mailbox, one-eighth of a mile down the road. Dr. George Sather said, I thought she was dead, but... When we picked up an extremely faint whimper, we knew there was a person existing in there. Jean's chances of surviving were rated slim. Her body temperature didn't even register the thermometer, and that meant it was less than 80 degrees Fahrenheit, more than 10 degrees below normal. The pupils in her eyes were dilated, her eyeballs were frozen solid, and her feet had frozen into the shapes of her boots. There was no evidence of a pulse or blood pressure, said Sather. Her body was too frozen to find a vein to get a pulse. George Sather said he had no medical case in his 40 years of practice to compare with this one and had no idea how much longer she could have survived in that cold. I've never heard of a respiration any lower than 12 breaths per minute, much less two or three. I've only seen heartbeats down to 30 seconds right after a heart attack. Her recovery is miraculous. Jean was given oxygen and wrapped in an electric heating pad with 102 degrees circulating water. The intravenous feed didn't begin until the afternoon. She was too frozen solid to penetrate the skin, Sather said. The heating pad came off late that night when her body temperature reached a normal 98.6 degrees, but the danger was not over. At first, the doctors told me there wasn't much hope, Jean's mother said. Then they said she'd survive, but she'd probably lose both her legs. 
I really hope that's how she sounds. <laughs> I hope that's a spot on impression. <laughs> now doctors are ruling out amputation. We've noted improvement daily, Sather said. If she keeps up this rate of recovery, she won't have any lifelong effects from the frostbite period. She may or may not lose some toes. <laughs> there are no signs of any other damage. She's completely lucid, Sather said. The doctors credit Jean's youth and excellent blood circulation for her survival, but appear baffled by her probable full recovery. I don't see how anyone with those vital signs could last that long, much less recover this way. It's incredible, Edgar Sather said. It's a once-in-a-lifetime thing to see a young girl come back to life like this. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get any quotes from her. Uh, I think her, her tongue was still frozen at the time of the, the writing. Yeah. So, uh, no. <laughs> it's kind of tough for her. <laughs> isn't that insane, dude? I mean, her. can you imagine like being completely conscious of the fact that your eyeballs are frozen shut? I mean, frozen, like completely frozen solid, your eyeballs. Yeah, I wouldn't even know what to do. I mean, how do you react to that? I mean, how do you react to being the guy who found her? There's no way you're you're actually seeing. You think you're still seeing like when your eyes are frozen shut? Are they still sending signals to your brain? I mean, well, that's shut, not shut. They were frozen solid. Sorry, I keep saying yeah. they're frozen shut. I told you I remember this story. I'm fairly certain it was on Unsolved Mysteries or something of that nature. And it was, you know, they always do reenactments. Obviously, obviously they don't share the whole, the real thing. Yeah. Because there's, no, there's no cameras on that. But, uh, like, on the reenactment, her eyes were open, too. They were just frozen. Oh, God. Look, that just sounds terrible. That just sounds like the worst thing ever. Yeah. And I don't know why I gave those people those accents. I don't know if accents are like that in Minnesota. I think it's, it's, I'm, uh, it's I sounded more southern. Off. I was way off on that. Maybe talking to me makes all your characters be southern. I don't know, but they all seem southern to me. Uh, well, I don't want to give them a British "Hello, Governor" Cockney accent. I'm trying to decide which one was my favorite. I'm leaning towards the doctor, but I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, dude, I saw this um, in, in looking up because the way I do is I try to find all different kinds of odd, strange events and, and things that may be unexplained events uh, throughout history. And this was one that caught my eye. And so as I was reading this, I was just like, this is absolutely insane. Like you've heard of people being, you know, um, out in the cold and all that, but frozen solid. Like it, it kind of reminds me of there's a South Park episode where <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about. This guy gets was frozen, and then they un, then the boys find him, and he gets unfrozen, and he's just fine. But like he was from the year 1992 or something like that. <laughs> I can't remember the year, but uh, no, I haven't seen that. I'll have to look that one up, man. Or or the movie Encino Man. Yes, Encino yeah. Man. <laughs> That's what but, that reminds me of. But, like, it just blows me away that this is a for real thing. Like, this guy, when he found her out there frozen and pick, tried to get her into his car, picked her up like she was a board. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just kind of, yeah. like, angled her and, like, you know, did that little hook into his, his car to fit her in. Yeah, kind of like when you have a small car and you just bought yourself a big TV and you're trying to figure out how to get it in there. <laughs> you think he's driving down the road with, like, half her body just hanging out the window? What if he'd accidentally like snap something on her oh, by accident? Jesus. Can you imagine? They're like, you might you might lose toes because of frostbite. No, it's because he knocked them off when he tried yeah. to get her in the car. 
Oh man, that's just terrible. <laughs> yeah, but that's it's a true story, man. Uh, anybody's willing to wanting to look it up, Jean Hilliard's her name. Uh, this happened December twentieth, nineteen eighty. Um, and it, the funny thing is, is looking into it, there's actually a Snopes article about it. So to you know say that this is a true story because it sounds so untrue. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, that just sounds like you would just die. I mean, just the condition she was in, just you know, it is a miracle that she made it through. Yeah, no kidding. Man. All right, man. What do you have for us today? I'm I'm getting itchy to hear about this one. Well, I'm glad you're getting itchy because there's a certain little creature that makes you itchy, and we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Since you were in the cold, let's stay in the cold and go to Sweden. I assume Sweden's cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Never been there, but I'm assuming they have some cold times. <laughs> you know, Sweden's been around for, for quite a while, <laughs> and they've had queens and kings. One of their most famous queens was uh, Christina, and she ruled Sweden from 1632 to 1654. Uh, by the uh, apparently they said like she inherited her the kingdom at around age six. Uh, she actually officially became queen at age eighteen, so she was young. But at the time, especially for the 1600s era. She was a sort of a what we what we would call a woman's rights person now, as in she refused to marry because they told her to, and that was you know back then that was controversial. Yeah, uh, she was. In, they said that she was incredibly intelligent. Uh, she loved to hunt and fish, which was unusual for uh, a lady at that time. Mm-hmm. It was unladylike, I guess, is how they were what they were trying to say and she swore like a sailor and this is the queen this is the queen that is awesome yeah so she sounds really cool to be honest yeah, no kidding <laughs> we want to have her on the podcast yeah and uh she actually uh gave up the throne later on she i mean you know a lot of those people either get killed or they die and that's how they get replaced she actually ended up just giving the throne up for uh somebody else in her family hmm the reason I'm bringing her up is due to one little odd thing about her. Okay. Okay. Now, Chris, I'm sure there are some little things that annoy you and just drive you bonkers. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, uh I don't I know you've had pets before and me too. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've had animals that were indoor and outdoor animals that would go outdoors and indoors all the time. Yeah. And so sometimes, just because they're going, they'll be around other things, they'll get fleas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not and fun. They are not fun at all, especially if you get a bunch. Mm-hmm. I remember one time, a long time ago when I was a kid, one of our, uh, we had a dog who drug in a lot of fleas one time, and it was terrible. <laughs> it was a horrible experience because they're really, really small. They can jump crazy high, <sighs> and they bite you. I am getting itchy just thinking about it right now. My skin's <laughs> crawling. Yeah, I mean, I really hated them. I, I tried my best to take them all out. I wanted to be the bane of their existence. <laughs> but as much as I could say that I hated those little creatures, for whatever reason, Christina, Queen of Sweden, hated them even more than me or you. <laughs> okay. And the reason that I know this is because when she was queen, she put out a decree that if you, for every flea that you found, she would want them taken care of. 
Now I don't mean, you know, give them a, a facial or, <laughs> or you know, uh, a pedicure or any of that stuff. She wants no. you to call Gino with the baseball yeah. bat. Yeah, yeah. But you know, back then though, this is the 1600s. Like I said, you know, they don't really have what we have now when it comes to pest control. So you know, I was still thinking when I was reading this that you know maybe she meant like if you saw a flea, you try to step on it or something. No, <laughs> that was not enough. She wanted these fleas not only killed individually, she wanted them executed. <laughs> what? Hang them? No, no, that's <laughs> off with their heads. <laughs> I want to tell you to be realistic, but what I'm about to tell you probably fits in what you just said. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. No, by no. guillotine. I want to hear this. What she actually ended up doing is she had specially made for her a one inch long cannon. Is this for real? I'm letting this sink in for you. (laughs) A cannon that, that is a whole one inch long. The cannonballs that fit inside it are about the size of a flea. No way. And the story goes that every flea that she would see in her castle or area, she would pull out this little cannon <laughs> and try her best to execute the flea. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Now, she was not always successful. <laughs> because, as you know, fleas are are quite uh, agile and can jump very high. <laughs> but apparently, she hit quite a few, though. <laughs> did she have like rankings like who who hit who who had how many kills in, in her castle i wish i really i honestly looked up if they had a number of kills she had for fleas but i couldn't find the number because <laughs> i was just as curious as you to know how many fleas fell by her hand <laughs> she's, she's got a shield she puts a notch into every for every flea she takes out her yeah. kill count and apparently this this actual small cannon is at some museum in Stockholm. Really? You can see it there, yeah. And I found all this in the Oh Yuck, the encyclopedia of everything nasty. I got to look up this one-inch cannon thing, man. This, this is, this I is couldn't find a picture of it. I looked. I wanted to see one. If you find one, you tell me because I want to see this thing. Maybe it's so small I couldn't see it. I don't know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is the craziest thing I've ever heard. First of all, it was weird hearing... Uh, uh, a, a queen named Christina. Does, that just doesn't sound right, right? I, I feel like they have to be classic names like Mary or yeah. Elizabeth. Um, yeah, Christina sounds like uh, like your friend from high school who moved down from New Jersey. Yeah, it's like Queen Heather. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. what? <laughs> um, no, I'm not seeing any pictures of this online, which is not cool. I have to go. Now I've got to go to this this. We're going to go to Stockholm. Yeah, it's in Stockholm. Dude. That is the craziest story I've ever heard. I've never heard of anything like that before in my life. Now, I when I first saw this, you know me, I try to verify things if I read it in one thing. And I read this in three or four different other things, so Now, did she, you said she had one made or did, were there like mass like did she do a whole bunch of these little one-inch cannons so that everyone in the kingdom could execute? Or, or did people have to gather the fleas and bring them to her for execution? And she pulled out the little cannon, you know, out in the middle per of the square. Under, 
per my understanding, she only had one cannon made. I didn't hear every story I read said just one. I wonder, but, what, I wonder what sound it makes. <laughs> <laughs> every time a flea heard, they just hugged their hand and just hung, hung their head down in, in sadness. Another one of their brothers has fallen. Oh, that's amazing, <laughs> but, yeah. man. But you know, as per my understanding, there's she only ever had one cannon made. Uh, but like, you were told that if you saw a flea, that you had to take care of it and you know make it as bad for them as you possibly could. <laughs> She's like torture the shit out of that thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, I gotta uh, like. Could you imagine? And you said like her kill like the. Uh, accuracy ratio was way low on those things because obviously the fleas jump they can get away what kind of um how does that does it hurt if if you get hit by a like a a stray cannon a cannonball from this thing i'm going to assume it'd be like getting shot with the bb gun that's what i would think (laughs) which still hurts but you know you'll be you'll be okay in the end but it's gonna hurt so she's got all these notches on her shield for her kill count and her handmaiden's (laughs) got all these like spots on her face from where she missed She's she's got like a necklace that just has a bunch of little fleas on it. <laughs> little flea heads. Yeah. Oh my god. She's Dude, flea the impaler. That is amazing. Queen Christina of Sweden. Yeah. And the frozen girl of Minnesota. Some good ones. Girl power today. Yeah. No kidding. That was a good one, man. That nope. was I. That was a very entertaining story. Awesome. All right. You want to uh, close out the show and uh, just tell the good people where they can find you on the social media. You can find me on our social medias at johnnyism28. That's where I put my art and stuff. That's on uh, Instagram. Also, my other show is Retro Blist. You can find that on uh, the same network as this, on your iTunes and your uh, Stitcher, and as well at Retro Blist on Instagram and on the Facebook page. Oh, yeah, and the network he's talking about is BICBP-radio.com. Check out the uh, website. You'll find this show, History Creeps, as well as Retro Blist and my other podcast, Back Issues Comic Book Podcast. We have a number of other ones on there and some new ones coming this year. Go check it out. Find something you like. Head over to iTunes, Stitcher, uh, and subscribe, comment, rate. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, we also have a, a uh, Instagram account now for the History Creeps uh, podcast so check it out it's um at history creeps on instagram i'm currently still in the process of putting up episode pictures to coincide with the episodes we have up uh and from then forward i'll keep up on top of that and then any extra little pieces of history photography that may be uh interesting for the listeners and followers so uh all right man another that side in the bag we, we've done it we can high five All right, man. Sounds good, listeners. uh, We will see you next week. Take us out, Johnny. Yeah, and and guys, just remember, stay odd.